Hey everyone, welcome to Active and Connected Families. Today is a sad day in Charlottesville and for the UVA community, and we are going to be talking about how do we help kids feel safe in an unsafe world. We're actually not going to be talking too much specifically about what happened at UVA yesterday, because sadly I think that the violence, tragedy, and trauma that we experienced are occurring across the country a lot. And this is a podcast that people all over can relate to at different times throughout the year, in the upcoming years, and in their past. So if you're coming to this in November as part of the UVA community, or after another terrible event in your own community, or just because this is how you experience the world, I'm glad you're here because I hope that I can be helpful, but I'm also so sad that we have to talk about how do we help our kids feel safe when we are so terrified ourselves. Thanks so much for listening. Hey, you all. Today, we're going to be talking about how do we help our kids feel safe in a world that feels increasingly unsafe, or how do we help our kids feel safe when we're really worried about them or they're really worried about themselves. And the reason this is important is because feelings of safety are baseline for our kids and for us to achieve anything else in our worlds. So as a parent, I spend time thinking about how can I help my kid learn or I want my child to be a good friend or be able to talk about their feelings. And my children will never be able to accomplish any of these things if they are spending their time and their energy looking around for threats or managing their rapid heartbeat because of anxiety or managing their worries. Kids need to feel safe at baseline in order to be able to achieve other tasks. So it's important that we try to help our children feel safe in a way that feels authentic to us. So one of the things that we as adults want to do desperately is to kind of take our kids' fears and take away this idea of unsafety for them. We just want to wave a magic wand and make it better. And in doing so, really, it's making it harder for us to be authentic to ourselves and our kids can read into it. And also, it's taking away their own thoughts and feelings and ability to cope with whatever fear they're experiencing. So for example, if if a kid was to say to me, like, I'm scared to go to school, I'm really worried about it. What I want to say is, it's okay, you're safe, you're going to be fine, right? But when I am worried, even even though overall I'm okay with sending my kids to school because I am making that choice, there's still 0.001% of me that is worried about that. And so it feels inauthentic to just say, you're safe, it's fine. So one of the things that I say that I think feels true to me and also feels more true to them is the adults in your life are going to do our very best to keep you safe. We are, it is our job to keep you safe. And that feels more authentic. I feel more honest saying that to my kids. And because I feel better saying it, they believe it more. It is more calming for them. And so 
one of the things we do is we talk about who are the adults whose job it is to keep you safe, right? So if you go to a school, who who are the people there who are there literally to keep you safe? It's the teachers, it's the the principal, it's the vice principal, it's the security guard. There are many people whose jobs it is to keep kids safe. And it's also there are many people who love your kids and it is our joy and honor and job to keep those kids safe. And so talking about who are the people that also love you who are doing our best to keep you safe. There are many adults in this world who are doing our best to keep you safe. And that helps your kid for many reasons, but mostly it's because then if a kid walks into a classroom or walks into a home or just is living their life, they don't feel like they have to look around and be able to solve the problems and look around and and look for threats or protect themselves. They can relax because they think the adults are going to be able to do that for them. So kids will be better able to feel safe when they know that there are other more mature people with better coping skills and better problem solving skills who can handle big problems if we talk, if we let them know who those people are. So again, it's the adults will do their best to keep you safe. Now, when I say this, I do know it is more complicated for kids of color in school systems. There is so much systemic racism and so many microaggressions that it can be more complicated for kids of color to say who are the adults that are going to keep me safe because there may be fewer of them. And so part of this is understanding that it's if you're white, your kids are privileged in being able to have more adults to be able to work through that with them. The next step for helping your kids feel safe is really helping them learn how to cope with their feelings of anxiety or their feelings of worry. Now, again, as a parent, what I want to do is just take that worry and anxiety away from them, but that's not going to serve my kids in the long run. And it's also not going to help my kids feel in control or able to manage themselves as they get older. So one of the things I do is I help people learn how to recognize their signs that they are feeling nervous. So talking to your kids about what does it feel like when you feel nervous or what does it feel like when you feel scared? So for a lot of people, it's your heart is beating faster your palms are getting sweaty. A lot of kids have stomach aches. And so it's really saying like, oh yeah, those are all signs that you might feel feeling worried or you might be scared. Let's talk about how to deal with that. So understanding the symptoms, you likely have a pretty good idea of what your kid does when they're feeling nervous. And if you can help them recognize that for themselves, you're going to give them more power to be able to manage those feelings on their own. So I noticed that when you're biting your fingernails, I wonder if that's a time that you feel scared. And then they'll start recognizing those signs and symptoms on their own. So when kids start recognizing the signs and symptoms of their own fear and their own anxiety, One of the things that's really important is to sit with that feeling and to validate that feeling. 
Sometimes kids have really big fears that make a lot of sense to us. So I'm really scared about going to school because I just saw a school shooting on the news yesterday. It's so sad that I just had to say that. That fear can make a lot of sense to us. But another fear, like I'm really scared about a clown being underneath my bed and it's hard for me to go to sleep at night. That doesn't make as much sense to us. Either way, we want to help our kids learn how to deal with it um, and learn how to cope with that. So the first step is really just saying, thank you so much for telling telling me, right? Validate your kid for telling you how they were feeling. It's so much better that they're using their words rather than slamming a door or screaming because kids will do that when they're scared too. I think we all know that that is something that's happening and we can do another podcast about that. But validating and giving space for their anxiety and their worry and fear. So I always say like that makes so much sense to me that you would feel like, that you would be feeling that way or I understand that. Thank you for telling me. And once your kids have acknowledged and you've sat with some of that anxiety, The next step is really helping your kids learn how to cope with that anxiety in an age-appropriate way. So I, as a psychologist, know a million different coping strategies. This is something we talk about. It's like all over Instagram, and our kids talk about it all the time. But I think the best way to help kids learn how to cope is for the parents or the important adults in their lives to to tell the kid how they cope with those feelings. Because a lot of times kids and adults have the same feelings, right? Fear is a human emotion that we all experience. And so we all have figured out how to cope with some level of that. And who better to teach a child than their own parent some of the basics around coping? So what I might say to a kid is, yeah, I hear you're really worried about that. That makes sense to me. Sometimes when I feel worried, I go on a really long walk. Or sometimes when I feel worried, I talk to my friend about it. Do you want to try that? And so I really talk about some of my own coping skills that I use daily so that my child can see how they play out and also feels more connected to me throughout it. So start talking about your own coping skills and your own coping strategies, not in a way where you're, you know, experiencing the anxiety with your child. It's not like you're like, oh my gosh, I am so worried and this is really scary and let's go on a run together. But it's more like, hey, I get that. I feel scared sometimes too. It's a, it's a more controlled expression of your anxiety and fear and then a controlled way of coping with it. Part of that is also giving some space to add in to your kid's experience. And what I mean by add in is to be able to give them other ways of thinking about whatever it is that they're scared of or whatever it is that they're worrying about. So if you have a kid who feels worried about getting on a school bus, or if you have a kid who feels worried about, this is a good one. Sometimes I feel nervous going to like a big football game or a big basketball game. I love basketball. I love going to games. And I also sometimes get in there and I'm like, wow, this is a lot of people. Something scary could happen here. 
And part of what I do in that moment is that essentially because I'm an adult, I have 42 years of learning how to cope with that experience. So I'm pretty well developed and able to manage that fear once I have that thought. Kids don't have as much, they're not as old, they don't have as much experience managing their own anxiety and managing their own fears. So in many ways, we have to teach them how to do it. And so one of the ways we do that is by adding in to the experience that they're having. So if you have a kid who says, I'm really scared about this basketball game, look at all these people here, you know, what would our escape route be? You all, I really hope kids aren't thinking like that. I also think some of the teenagers absolutely are thinking like that. And so you say, yeah, I hear that. That's really scary. Like I, I had that thought too. One of the things I do is I look around and I look for the closest exit and that usually helps calm me down. And then my add in is I also remember all the times that I've been here and it's been okay. So I add in by, by validating their feeling, I'm able to add in a different perspective that's going to promote growth and feelings of safety for them. So how about I'm scared about walking home from school right now. I'm scared about walking home from school because I don't know what's going to happen to me. Okay, that makes a lot of sense to me. I get you feel scared about that. Um, One thing you can do is, you know, let's take some deep breaths. Like when you get off the bus and you can walk home with a group of friends. And also, I wonder if you've thought about what a good problem solver you've been in the past. So if you've gotten lost in the past, I remember that time you found someone that you knew and you got my phone number and you called me and told me where you were. So adding in times where you found your kids to be good problem solvers or adding in times of strength and resilience can be really useful. That doesn't work unless you've heard the anxiety first. It doesn't work if you say like, oh, you shouldn't be worried about that because I know you can problem solve because they're not going to hear it because you have not validated their emotion. It's better if you're like, hey, I get that you're nervous about that. And I remember that you're a really good problem solver. Like that, that might help you a little bit. What do you think? So validate and then add some space for adding in moments of resilience or great problem solving. One of the strategies that I use with my children around feeling scared is using it as motivation to take action. Part of the reason we all feel so scared right now is because we feel absolutely out of control. We're out of control of gun violence. We're out of control around systemic racism, out of control around genocide, around the war in Russia. There's so much that we are out of control about. We're out of control around natural disasters. And when we feel out of control, we feel more scared. The only thing that we can control across any age range or across anything, the only thing we can ever control is what we do and who we are. So when I feel scared about something that's happening in my community, I try to wrestle some sense of control so that I can cope better and I try to do something for my community. And I try to teach this to my kids as well. So 
one of the things that I am terrified about right now is gun violence. I'm terrified about access to guns. So in my fear, I feel out of control. I'm going to take control over what I'm doing. And I'm going to go to Moms Demand Action immediately after this and start listening to what they are telling me to do around gun violence. They have it figured out. I'm going to go immediately on that webpage because taking action helps me cope with my own fear. Now, one thing I want to say here is that I am feeling terrified about this now and I'm taking action now in one month. I'm likely not going to be feeling as scared about that. I think it's really important that people listening to this podcast remind ourselves of this fear that we have right now and use that to continue to stay engaged and continue to motivate to make changes in one month when we're not feeling the visceral fear. Many of these issues like gun control are issues that impact communities all of the time, and they're only just now coming to our attention, we need to remember to use this fear and this motivation to continue to stay engaged throughout the year. So if that means you write down in your calendar right now, check in on Moms Demand Action in one month, do it because that's what's going to actually make changes in our future and make changes for the communities that are living with gun violence all of the time. We need to demand action all of the time for these communities. Additionally, I think about ways to help my kids take action, even if those actions are on a much smaller level. For my younger kids, I might say, yeah, you feel really sad or really scared about someone who felt really angry. What can you do? How can you be a good friend to people who are feeling angry in your classroom? How can you be a good friend to people who you think are being bullied? What are the small steps and small ways that you can take action to make this world a better place? For older kids, you can start looking into fundraising. You can start looking into advocacy. You can start looking into joining clubs. But using the action and control as a coping strategy to deal with our fear is the only thing that we can do that's going to actually help our world make the changes that we so desperately want to make in this world. If we raise our kids to learn from these situations, they are going to continue to be better people that are going to continue to fight to make the world a better place. So make sure you're checking in with your kids. Yes, I feel very scared and I'm very worried about the things that are happening. What can we do to make this world a better place? Okay, y'all, I don't know why I'm getting emotional. I'm just thinking about all of the hard things and the fighting that we're going to have to do to help our kids live in a safer world and help ourselves live in a safer world. There's a lot of work to do. I'm really thankful that you listen to this podcast. I hope you all are doing okay. Thanks so much for listening.